guys. Sorry for the big delay, but welcome back to Two Guys and Zero Cents. I am one of your hosts, Damien. And I am Jay. Hello. Long time no here. Yeah, I hope, hope you've all been really well. We can't wait to fill you in on what's been going down in our mm. lives mm. and the things of which have been going on in the world. And I mean, there is a lot going on. 2020 is wild. It actually is, you know. So much has happened since we last got to use these mics and and just have a conversation mm, yeah also just for the record i did have a very bad case of a throat infection not covid totally clear gonorrhea so, what gonorrhea no 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 because you can get that in the throat can you yeah you can get gonorrhea of the throat here we go high pitch can you seriously i mean yes yeah yeah i was thinking how could you because that would be a willy in your mouth. But then I was like, no, it could be vagina in the mouth. Okay, well... But it wasn't going to be... Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't for me. Like, I'm I'm a good boy. Like, I'm cool. Talking about a good boy, I will just go straight into kind of like what's been cracking with the no, last few No, what did weeks. you have first and foremost? You've oh, so, <laughs> so it was tonsillitis that I had. Mm. Like, it's, it's something I've had quite a bit since I was a child. And it would usually go away within a few days, be pretty mild. But well, this one knocked me for six. Like, mm. it, was, it was some realness. And... Kind of at the same time, the paranoia kicked in of like one throat inflection plus COVID equals a bad day. So I was just like, let me just stay in bed. Let me just relax. Let me chill. And then it, first it was tonsillitis and then it was lockdown and no one was allowed in anyone's home. So yeah. we had to ride out tonsillitis and then r- ride out the lockdown. Yeah. But we are back to bless the airwaves with our... Zero sense. <laughs> Honestly, zero of it. And there's quite a lot of, of senseless stuff that we've had conversations about that I can't wait to, to let you guys hear. Mm. So let's go straight to it, Jay. What, what's been going on in your life for the last oh, month or so? Um, what has been going on with me? Basically, as I keep on mentioning, it's all been about housework, decoration and making the house more presentable Mm. and I am very happy to say that we have finally finished all of the decorating the carpet has been laid the new sofa has come l-shaped baby um (laughs) yeah that's literally been it it was a it was like I paused my life really for the second lockdown, apart from walking Lloyd and going out now and again, yeah. um, safely, yet yeah, nothing was done. Within the rules, yeah. Re- within the rules. Oh my God, do you see how? Within the rules. It sounds like I'm saying W-O-O-L-Z, doesn't it? No, it actually, it actually sounds rules. normal to me, but I guess I'm a Londoner, so we don't and, really speak properly as it is. Even though you Americans think we speak like this. Would you like a cup of tea, dear? Oh, absolutely, quite, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was basically it. Just I was focusing on getting the housework done whilst I was furloughed mm. and happily back at work now. And yeah, now on to helping all of you lovely customers for Christmas. Really? What about you then? What's been going on with you? Oh, God. Um, so I've been doing quite a few things, like beyond being ill... Yeah. So kind of like post-illness, I actually kind of had a bit of an epiphany and I was like, you know what? COVID has made me realise life is rather short mm-hmm. and life is for living the experience, doing things and, and seeing the world for what it is. So I, I took a very wild and unusual leap. I went to church. Oh my God, you did. I you did. need to tell us what type of church was it, please? 
Um, so I, I've got to be careful here because like whilst I'm not a believer of God I don't want to condemn nor speak negatively of such because if God is real hell going to be hella hot and I'm not feeling that uh, so I believe it was an evangelical church. Oh, Please, what does that mean? <laughs> I have to. I have to know what an evangelical um, church is. I haven't the slightest of ideas. What I can tell you is kind of through my perception growing up, you kind of have like the the chilled churches of like the long benches and people just kind of sit all over the place and have the little quiet prayers with a little Sunday sermon or whatever you may call it. However, you also get the other churches of the singing, the dancing, the clapping. And then you get the churches of like the healing and the, what I would call more eccentric beliefs, in my opinion. Uh, this one was kind of like a bit of everything. So I can't name where it was because I'd be lying if I said they was closed in lockdown because they wasn't. I did actually. Wow. My first attendance was, it was during lockdown. Uh, that was That was kind of interesting, like. A friend of mine, I was like, "Hey, dude! Like, I know you're you're really into your Christianity. I, I would like to learn more about it. I wanna, I wanna understand God a little bit more, and you know, see if that's my calling, that's my vibe." So he's like, "Yeah, you know what, Damien? What are you saying tomorrow? I'm like, tomorrow? He's like, yeah, yeah, come tomorrow. Oh, oh, actually, like, yeah, no, that, that's cool. Let's go, let's go Sunday. You know, let's do it, let's do this properly because I think the next day was like a Wednesday or something. So yeah, come Sunday, dude. I was in that church, man." I was in that church, feeling up the vibes, and it was pretty cool, man. It was it was an experience, but you kind of just saw this like main road with all these people in suits, just discreetly in twos and threes, coming down and then dipping into this little side alley, mm-hmm. and then slipping into the back of the church. I thought I was going to like an underground rave or something. It was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Would you say it was your vibe? Um, I would say it was certainly enlightening. I've always been like so anti-religion, intrigued by it, but anti it. Whereas where I'm at now, I'm like, you know, I still don't know, not necessarily say categorically that I believe God is a real entity, but I do believe religion is a good thing in most circumstances. I know that a lot of wars and stuff were created by it, but I just see it as religion is like a moral compass. You don't have to believe that God is there or all being or all seeing, but a lot of the core beliefs of religions, be it Christianity, Islam and others, is about helping others and being a member of a community and just generally doing good and Dude, I'm, I'm all for that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I'm all for everyone having their own beliefs and views. Not yeah. everyone always shares the same. Yeah. So each to their own. And I think everyone who is of a religious nature, then yeah. absolutely do it. It's causing no harm. And in fact, it's causing you warmth of the heart. So continue on. So would I be right to believe that you're not a believer of God? Like, where do you stand on all of this? I mean, I'm not a believer of God, but I am a believer of doing good, which I guess are fundamental um, pillars of any religion. So yeah. yeah, as long as I do good for myself then and for others, as long as I do good for myself and for others, then I'm sure I'm on the right path yeah. and I'm not doing any, any wrong. So yeah, I mean, I may do it with a bit of sass, <laughs> but... The want to do good is always there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a thing of like, everyone keep doing them. At the end of the day, as long as you're spreading, as, as cliche as it is, peace and love, then, then nothing else matters, man. Spread peace and love, not gonorrhea. That, you know? <laughs> Bring it all the way Touché, back, bro. baby. Touché. Bring it all the way back. What else have you been doing? Because you actually have been um, quite adventurous, haven't you? Yeah, so... 
I've been learning Spanish more so. I have discovered today, however, guys, Jay is low key Espanol, like straight up. No. <laughs> For those that don't know, no is no in Spanish yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fluent. I'm fluent. Well, yeah, I learned the same way as you, basically. Well, two ways actually. Yeah. One, Duolingo. Um, we just looked at our Duolingo ratings, and I've been playing Duolingo since 2013. Yep. So seven years strong, baby, representing up in here. <laughs> and then secondly, my love of telenovelas means that Espanol is always in you know, in my ear. It's an yeah. earworm and that's how you learn really, isn't it? Talking talking about your secret little telenovela, well, not so secret, mm-hmm. what is the name of it translated into English? One of the ones that you, that, the one that you find funny. You want funny. to talk to me about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sin Senosia Paraiso, which means without breasts, there is paradise. <laughs> and how many episodes have you seen of this particular show again? Yeah, so first, the TV show was called Sin Senos... No I Paraiso. Yeah. Um, and that was done in around 2008. Yeah. And then it became Sincenus Si I Paraiso. So it went from without breast there is no paradise to without breast there is paradise. Okay. And then it kind of um, flipped the script again and now it's called El Final de Paraiso, which is the end of paradise. Okay. So it's had three different titles but loosely um, following the same kind of people, storylines, etc. Yeah. Uh, series one had around what, I want to say like 70 episodes. Oh my God. Season two, which was when it was uh, called Sincero Si Hay Pariso, had, yeah, like 89 season wow. three, or the second series of Si Hay Pariso, again, another 89, and then season three or four had another 90 and then El Final de Paraiso season five I guess you could really loosely call it had again another 90 so what's that 450 episodes all watched wow wow bro like that's commitment well it really is but I think it's the best show in the world and every single episode is like a season finale of a normal English show it is just always high drama high risk oh it's it's fantastic I love the show. If you have Netflix, watch Sincenosia Paraiso and you will be either like weirded out by what on earth is this show or <laughs> you'll be engrossed and it only gets better. Honestly, it only gets better. I love it. Oh my God, I would love for you to just to watch like two episodes of it, Damien. That would be my dream. You give me any show to watch and I'll watch three episodes and I would love for you to watch three episodes of Sincenosia Paraiso. Oh my days, it would change your life. And now you're learning Spanish, you're going to pick up on words that you're like, oh, that's a weird word, and then you'll end up using it, honestly. Okay, so for our lovely listeners, and for myself, I think for the next week we should all check out a couple of episodes of Without... No, With Breast There Is Paradise. Just for clarity as well. By no, with Without Breast, breast There Is okay, Paradise. so the first one's Without Breast There Is Paradise. No, the first one was Without Breast There Is No Paradise. Okay. And then it's Without Breast There Is Paradise. So, basically, for the next week, then, the kind of challenge here is for our lovely listeners and me to check out a couple of episodes of Without Breast, There Is No Paradise. No, 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 forget that one. Just, yeah. (laughs) Without Breast, There Is Paradise. Okay. So, over the next week, we've kind of got a challenge now, then, for myself and our lovely listeners to check out a couple of episodes of Without Breasts, There Is Paradise. Yeah. There we go. I've got it right. And Um, in, in Spanish... 
Oh lord. Um, Sincenos Sihe Pauliso? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I tried. I tried. No, okay. I really need to get you one more time. Sincenos Sihe Pauliso. Yeah, as you can see, like I said, Jay is a whole heap better at Spanish than me, but you know what? Maybe this is the secret. Maybe I got to hit up 450 hours or so of <laughs> Espanol, and then yo hablo Espanol mucho bien. Perfecto. See, gracias. De nada, de nada. Slowly, slowly. Um, yeah, so that'd be great. I need you to tell me a show that you know oh, I haven't oh, watched and you want me to yeah. watch. Then, if you give me a little while, I'm gonna come back before the end of this pod. I'm gonna hit you with a show. But okay, at the moment, cool. I won't lie to you. I'm debating. I'm like, do I pick a really moody, odd show just to kind of get you to watch a couple of episodes? I know what I want you to watch. Oh, you do. There we I go. I know. I second. know. It's come to me. Okay. So it's a bit of an odd one of like, it's so weird, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know why. You have this sort of like a lot of young people that have grown up, I say young because I perceive us as being young. A lot of people who grew up in the 90s will know about this particular thing. It was like a video on YouTube and it was like a series of it, I believe. But dude, it is weird. Tell me. It's called Salad Fingers. Fingers. I'm looking. No, I don't know Salad Fingers. Guys, stay tuned for next week. 2004 and what's it on? YouTube. It's on YouTube. If you just type salad fingers yeah. into YouTube, uh, if any of my family are listening or um, anyone under the age of 18, please don't watch salad fingers. You, you've been warned. Total disclaimer right here. So, yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. Season one. Spoons. You're just looking it up. So, no, so there's what? They're only like one minute. Yeah, they're, they're pretty short little little clips. Just, just maybe okay, watch season one. one. It won't take you very long. No, okay. Look, and I've added it to my watch later boom so that's it next week guys you stay tuned you're gonna find out what jay thinks of salad fingers and you're gonna find out what damien thinks of sincenosia paraiso okay okay i I like it i like it that's it we've got a challenge set for next week um what else what else is there man so i've been to church oh started learning piano now legit i've actually tried i'll be honest with you guys i've only got three chords down but you know it's, it's a step in the right direction i wonder if we can like Record a bit of your piano playing and then put it on the pod. Oh, we could put it on the gram. Could do a little clip on the we'll gram. We'll put it on the gram. Okay, so you're going to have to put your free chords on the gram then, really, aren't you? We're going to need to see how good you are. Okay, okay. I will do my little, my little sign sign. And also, turns out Jay knows a little bit of piano. No, no, no that's no, a lie. No, no, that's a lie. I know how to do. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's, oh my God, <clears throat> that was so raspy. And I had to play E, E sharp, E, E sharp. And that's it. Or Rugrats. Yeah, he actually did play Rugrats. So I'm not going to lie, that was dope. That was dope. That's it. But yeah, I mean, that, that thereabouts covers. Like, we've been, we've been in the lockdown. Yeah, there's, there's been nothing of sorts, really, has there? There is, oh. actually. We was in a lockdown until a couple of days ago. Yeah. Oh, I've, just, I've just totally exposed when we record, but shh, it's, it's our little secret. Um... I actually went to my first restaurant in like six weeks today. Yes, you did. Oh, dude. Mama Shelter, Hackney Road. I believe they may be part of a chain, but this is the only one I know of in London. It is the most bougie. Look, if you're into Instagram pictures, if you're into good food, if you're into a cool looking bar with a hotel on top, Mama Shelter, Hackney Road, hit it up. I went there with a friend today and, oh man, Jay, we, we, we got to go there. We'll go there. We'll go there. What kind of meal did you have? So What meal did you have, I should say? So I had a... Oh my God. 
a vegetarian curry. I think it consisted of like sweet potato, spinach, and cauliflower. But like, honest to God, mm. like I'm not a massive fan of curry. But being a vegetarian, our cho- choices were somewhat limited. This was the best curry I ever had, Jay. It was so good, and the place just looked so goddamn cool. Oh, I'm excited to to venture there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're saying that Paddy and I, my partner, we went to do our Christmas shopping for um, the Christmas tree decorations. Yeah. And then afterwards we were very hungry, so we decided to go and get a little meal out. So we went to just off Regent Street and we went to Mother Mash. And so basically you go there and you choose a type of mash. They've got like six different mash that you can choose from. Okay, this is, this is sounding pretty out there. Oh, I like, I like so where sexy. this is going. And then you choose either a sausage, two sausages or a pie. So I went for the vegan sausages they were yeah. banging. And then you choose a gravy. So you get to choose your own pie, mash, gravy, pie, sausage and gravy. Yeah. And when I tell you, of course it's so hearty, but it was so banging. I oh, I loved it. It, it was, was so, so banging. It was bang as a mash. Yeah, it was, it was, it was literally <laughs> so banging a mash. Um, yeah, oh, it was so nice. So yeah, mother mashes. So nice. It was so lovely. Honestly, yeah. Again, if you just really want something hearty and wholesome, mm. Mother Mash is the, is the one. I, I'm going to check this out. Um, where did you say this was? Um, it was off Regent Street. So it's on like, um, I think it's like Grafton Street. Yeah. Ganton Street. Ganton, Ganton Street. Street, just off Regent Street, near Hamleys. Well, I feel like there's like a little, a little theme going on here. Do you know what? I went somewhere called Mama Shelter. You're not talking about somewhere Mother called Mash. Mother Mash. I feel like it's a sign. Mother. We're going to have to check these places out, dude. We, we are. We are. Speaking of calling me mother, oh, that right. brings me to my Spotify wrapped <laughs> from Spotify, of course. Okay. Um, and one of my top artists this year was RuPaul. You know RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah. Like, yeah, so, I, I, I... <laughs> like every single season they have like a final song. And the final four, final five, they then do like a remix to that song where they all have a verse. Yeah. And when I tell you, I listen to so many of them, like final four, final five songs that RuPaul is one of my top five artists. But then my top artist of the year, of course, guys, I've spoken about him before, was Sam Hunt. And I was in his top 0.5% of listeners. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> Absolutely love him. And then Kane Brown, another country artist. Yeah. The Sugar Babes, my be all and end all for 20 years. And Jine Aiko, who is my girl. But then whereas I was Sam Hunt's top 0.5% of, mm-hmm. you know, listeners... My best friend Sarah, she was in Janae Aiko's top 0.05% wow. of that, listeners. Wow, that is devotion. It's dedication. Like, Sarah loves Janae Aiko. I love Janae Aiko yeah. so much that we call Janae Aiko Jean because there was a time where we went to a concert and it was an Erica Badu concert and Janae Aiko concert. Yeah. Sarah was a fantastic fan of Erica Badu, the reason why she went there, but she ended up loving Jean and her bowls so much more than Erica and now she's yet surpassed me in levels of stanship it's, it's great but That's cool, yeah if you haven't listened to Janae Aiko listen to her but if you haven't ever ventured to a contemporary country and listened to Sam Hunt then oh my god you're missing out you're yeah. missing out I, I will Damn. actually vouch for yeah. Sam Hunt oh yay yeah, like I, I won't lie when we had our talk before about like owning music and using Spotify I was challenged to listen to Sam Hunt and I actually went away and listened to him and he's pretty good. Mm, he's pretty he good, is. I will not lie. He does seem like he's been through a lot of heartbreak though, <laughs> I have to say. 
I feel like it makes him a better man, a better artist. I love it. I love it. So you go through the hardships, you come out stronger and you sing about it. Damien, who was your most played artist or top song of 2020? Well, I don't have Spotify. Yeah, there you go. But, but mm-hmm. you know what? But I can confidently tell you who it's going to have been. I can't even tell you who would be second, third, fourth, fifth and all of that. But my number one artist would categorically be Drake. I'm not going to lie to you. I have hundreds of songs on my phone. I think like once every third or fourth <laughs> song, it, it's actually Drake. So that kind of, yeah, yeah. He's, he's my guy. Well, I showed you how Spotify do their Spotify wrapped and they give you a lovely little story. Yeah. I feel like that is, should be the push that gets you over to Spotify. I know you say you don't like sp- subscription services. The day may come. The, the day, day may come. come. Oh my God, I'd be so excited when that day comes. Mm. It will change your life. I feel like we can finally move on to the Anything You Could Do, I Could Do Better Ta-da! series. Yes, I'm so excited. So we finally played another Anything You Could Do, I Could Do Better challenge. And let's say it was one-sided, wasn't it really? I mean, look, the way I see it, we haven't been allowed out of the house for like four weeks. So they finally let us out. And Jay, Jay had put me to the test. He wanted to test out my hand-eye coordination, my motor which neural ability. There. Which wasn't there. And, <laughs> I mean, just, it was, it was tough. It was tough. So we ended up going to Bounce in Old Street, which is like a table tennis, ping pong, whichever you want to call it, yeah. experience. And wow, we played 20 games, <laughs> first to five. And the score, what was, what was the score, Damien? Say with your chest, yeah? See, so, actually, you know, you know, I can't remember, but actually, let me tell them about Bounce. So, yeah, you tell them about Bounce, and I'll tell them about who wiped the floor with who. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a tough one. But yeah, Bounce, Bounce is a really cool place. So it's kind of like underground. It's got like neon lights and like really cool kind of paintings and strobe effects all over the place. So it's not just your typical kind of table tennis. It's, it's got a really cool vibe. They've got food, substantial meals, and they have <laughs> alcohol. So, I mean... They got everything, and it's, yeah, it's it's reasonably priced for its location and whatnot. But yes, um, okay, Jay, you, you tell them the score. Okay, we played twenty games of first to five, and the score was Jay sixteen, Damien four, <laughs> and I'm gonna read out oh, how no. convincing just, just the win was. Them. Just do a no, few. No, I'm going to do all twenty. I am so sorry. J5, Damien 3, 5 3, 4 5, 5 3, 5 0, 5 1, 5 2, 5 4, 5 3, 5 3, 5 2, 5 2, 5 4, 5 3, 3 5, 5 1, 4 5, 5 0, 5 3, 5 2, 0 5 to Damien at the end. So, I mean, clearly I got better towards the end. No, and you didn't. I feel like I gave you the last one if I'm being low-key, high-key. I'm joking. I'm joking. Sure. You got better towards sure. the end. Lost it all, you man. did. No, you but did. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you for um, reading out that phone number of a, a score sheet. It was, it was hard. I'm not going to lie because in, in previous events, like go-karting, you, I wrapped it up. Yeah, you, that, was it up. that was yours. That was yours. Like, you just owned everybody who was on the track on go-karting, not just me, even though, yeah. you, like, I was nowhere to be seen, of course, you know, provisional driving license. <laughs> but, yeah, you didn't tell me beforehand when we were playing go-karting that you basically go every every week. Uh, yeah, I go once or twice a month. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. However, yeah. Mr. 
semi-pro ping pong player? No, not semi-pro. No. I'd say mm, I played a couple of times in my life. Couple, couple thousands of <laughs> couple hours. Times, couple yeah, hundred times. Couple hundred times. Which I tried a couple of times in school. Hit the ball a little bit too hard. Like, yeah, that's not for me, man. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. That yeah, it was great. It was great. But yeah, in my spare time, only time I go on holiday, the first thing I do is go. Do you have a table tennis? Table and me. can I play? Well, it was news to me, just like you doing uh, go karting. I needed something that was gonna get the score to what it is now. And what is the score, please, Damien? The score now is free, free. Do we know what we want to do next now that we're actually allowed out? Oh, I mean, it's a bit of a weird one because I'm finding certain places are open, but activities only seem to be available at the moment if they serve a substantial meal yeah i don't i think we can find something i think, I think we, we will something. now that we're out and it's getting to christmas this is where we'll we'll find so many different things yeah yeah i'm excited what is next so there is actually another wild thing that happened to me oh how long ago was this this was like the start of lockdown wasn't it about four weeks ago i think yeah i think it could have been actually i was just trying to think of how long ago it was when you were going hold on jay Wait, because we were playing um, Call of Duty, weren't we? Yes, and then, COD Mobile, that was it. Yeah, we were playing COD Mobile, and then um, Damien was like, oh, hold on, I've got a, a weird guy is messaging me. And I was like, oh, okay, thought, it was no thought nothing of it, so go, leave it, lead, lead. Okay, so this all originally began on the 6th of July. This random phone number. 6th of July? This... Yeah, yeah, so this was like an original message. I I'll explain. Okay. So... On the 6th of July, I got this message saying structural analysis of carbon and graphite, allotropes of carbon. And then it's just basically like, almost like an essay. So I read it all. And to be honest, it was, it was actually a fairly interesting read. It made very little sense to me. I'm not going to lie. But hey-ho. So I responded to the person being like, hey, while well, that's an interesting read, I think it was meant for someone else. They said, I'm really sorry. Got the wrong number. I said, no worries. All the best on your structural analysis of carbon. That was it. That was left. That was okay. And then this rather unique chap, I'm assuming it's a dude, decided to message me on Sunday the 8th of November. So that's when it happened. So that so, was yeah, July so, and then today. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so that, that's when it kind of, the kind of craziness you know about. So that was about a month ago. So they then sent me a message saying, Some, somehow you act so much like a girl, it's mortifying. So I responded, do I know you? They've said, when a man spends his relief checks on green whiskey, his children have a way of crying from hunger pains. I've sent a, a number of laughing faces and said, like, what on earth are you on about? I'm, I'm paraphrasing as well, by the way, because the messages are somewhat longer. He's then said, inside the house lived a malevolent phantom. Sometimes a Bible in the hand of one man would be worse than a whiskey bottle in the hand of, oh, your father. And I was like, right, you've definitely got the wrong number, mate. That or you've had one whiskey too many yourself. He said, I have never dreamed of getting rid of her now or ever. We couldn't operate a single day without Cal. If it didn't, I couldn't hold my head up in town. I couldn't even tell you not to do something again. I've then responded with, you've lost the plot. And at this point, guys, this guy goes on and on and on and on. And he just kind of, he doesn't give up. But what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to screen record this and I'm going to put it on the gram. So Ooh. if you do want to know where this goes, and it turns out the person's an absolute weirdo. It was so weird getting little screenshots of the conversation when it was happening because yeah. I was like, oh my God, is this, is this guy crazy? How did it end? Um, so it ended with me actually finding out who they were through searching their phone number in Google and 
it actually turned out that this person got my phone number through a WhatsApp group that I was a part of, but obviously I have no idea who they are, and they got my number from it like six months ago, seven months ago. God, man, like, I was there thinking, I'm home alone. I was like messaging Jay, like, Jay, I, like, I don't know if he's going to kill me. I don't know what's going to happen here. No, it was, like, I'm it scared. Was wild. <laughs> that, it, was, it was rather touch and go for a bit, and then be like, got him, I know who he is. I was like, wow, yeah. okay, literally, like, detective skills 100. Google's a man's best friend. Mm. Check out the gram to see what this absolute weirdo who is now saved in my phone as crazy mofo had to say. Mm-mm, you will not be disappointed. Right, so we've got something new we want to try out. And it is kind of like a, a continuing tournament yeah. every week. It's a little segment every week. We are very where competitive. Where we both choose a football I was just saying, we are very competitive. Oh, absolutely. So, and now this is a way of us being able to compete, but also work together. Oh, I like it. Yeah, you know. What's so it spin? Yeah. So every single week, we're going to choose a category. And within the category, we're both going to choose four different options to go against one another in each little bracket. And then so we're going to start off with A and then go into the um, quarterfinals, the semifinals, and then we're going to have a final one winner of each category. When it's either eight or four remaining options, we will both have one beta that we can use once a week. This week we have chosen cartoons and Damien, oh wait, oh my God, we need to, before yeah, we, before yeah. we go into, uh, exposure, yeah, Damien said to me, uh, Jay, shall we choose cartoons? Let's, let's choose either the eighties or nineties. So I said, Damien, you weren't even born in the eighties. I wasn't. So then Damien said, what did you call it? So, okay. How this went? is I saw it as 80s and 90s because there was like a significant time and... But you, not for you because yeah. you weren't even yeah, in I, the I 80s. Yeah, I wasn't alive. You was barely alive in mm. the, the 80s as well. For, for a second. But I was like, you know, like we will probably know some shows, whatever. I did think possibly He-Man or something, but I think that might actually predate the 80s as well. But yeah, that kind of happened. And Jay was like, well, why wouldn't you do the 90s and the noughties? And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. The noughties is the 90s and the... Uh, My jaw dropped. I said, you think the 90s are the noughties? And he said to me so confidently, yeah, you know, naughty 90s. Yes. Aren't they the same thing? And I went, wow, okay. That was the craziest thing I've ever heard. So... <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it, it's true, right? So... We all have these times when there will be something that just in our brain, it makes sense until someone someday corrects us and it just, it's like an epiphany moment. Mm -hmm. I just always saw it as the 90s were the 90s and the noughties were like, you know, the 90s because it was a bit naughty, a bit wild before we kind of hit the millennium of all the millennials. So you thought it was millennials as the decade? Yes. I just kind of saw it as like, well, I became an adult now, so the world just became a bit more... Of a plateau. <laughs> oh so everything kind of jumbled together. Like, I don't want to be a millennial. But then now Jay's telling me I'm a millennial too. So today is a learning day. The 90s Again, are not the noise. So, yeah, you still haven't thought... You just thought it was the turning of age and the decade had no... Um, no relevance anymore. It or or no, no, no word to describe a decade. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I realise in hindsight... The fact that this didn't make sense. So it was more just, I guess it was like a, a naivety of I didn't really think of what it would be because okay. it is what it is. So <laughs> what would you call 
2010 to 2019. What decade was that? Well, if it's the noughties, because of okay. like the nought, like 2000, yeah. zero, like, you know, zeros. Yeah. Then I guess it would be the, the noughties. Are you No, oh chatting? my God, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I... I didn't think about it, guys. I didn't think about it. It's been a long day. <laughs> the noughties. So you think it went 80s, 90s. Before this, you thought it was 1890s millennials plateau because I'm an adult. Now, <laughs> yeah, today, you said 80s, 90s, noughties, noughties. <laughs> well, I guess kind of because, like, what is this decade got, we're now in? You've got two, nought. Yeah. <laughs> One, nought. So it's the noughties. <laughs> What is before before we clarify what uh, 2010 to 2019 is? What is this decade? I've got to be honest, yeah. I very rarely in my life would admit openly that I have blonde moments. This is unfortunately a blonde moment, and I am brunette. I think it's time I leave the room. I I have been found sus and evicted from the Among Us colony. <laughs> what is this decade? You okay? I'm, Dude, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna blow your mind. Look okay. at so. So if you had the, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, then I guess it would be 21st century, so it'd be the 21st, 20th century? Oh, I, I legit You're, don't know, bro. A, a, Blow a decade, my mind, man. A decade it, is yeah. 10 years, so you just said the 21st century. So would it so be the 20s? Is, would this just be... Yes, the- there you go. That's exactly what it is. Mind blown. So what is last decade? The, the 10s? Yes, there we go. It is just the 10s. I feel enlightened. Dude, why did I go to church? I should have just came here and spoke to you, that Jay. That was hilarious. I can't believe you didn't know. What What was 1911? It was the right. 10s. Right, The okay. 20s, the 30s, the 40s, because they're decades. But it's because I was alive in the 90s that I'm like, well, you know, the rest don't matter after that. That was the time. That was That's hilarious. When... I can't believe the 10s or the 20s. The noughties. <laughs> the noughties. Okay, I was under pressure. Okay, um, 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, just... 50s. And it just keeps on repeating itself. So in... Yeah. Um, Oh my god, I just had a blonde moment there. I was just thinking, what comes after that? Like, after the... <laughs> See, you had preparation. 2100 would be um, noughties. 2110. I have been to work today. I went to the gym today. Okay. And the restaurant. I came home and done housework. Oh, and I went out for a meal with my friend. Oh my god. And then I've gone and met Jay and had another meal. You know, I went to the gym. I made room for it. And I can't believe you now I was an it adult is in the year God knows what time, and I have realised that not only do my date ranges lack, my um, maps are struggling. So Hello. on to the next one. Do you know what we've gone? We've done. We've gone on a roundabout way yeah, to introduce yeah. our new subject. Um, let's let's pause it just for a moment. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Yeah, there is more. So as I've had my blonde moment, yeah, it brought about the kind of concept that. There'll be things in our lives that to us will make sense because we in our own mind has kind of drawn a map as to how everything leads to this and how that all kind of comes together. And it's not until someone corrects us that we kind of have that epiphany of, for years we've had this so wrong. So, um, Jay, mm-hmm. I have to ask you, mm-hmm. if you was to um, play not the game of chess, but the other one that's on a checkered board, yeah. what is um, that game called prior to not so long ago? Checkers. Oh, oh, you came from Perth Touché, bitch. <laughs> Touché. So what's the other name that you also knew it by? Drafts. Or oh, do you want me to... No. Yeah, yeah, come okay. on, be, be honest. Okay, I'll, I'll let you... So basically, I need to put in a bit of background story for this. Okay. So when you teach, the verb to teach is teach. T-E-A-C-H. Right. Yeah? The past tense 
for it is what? Taut. Okay, and how do you spell taut? <laughs> T-A-U-G-H-T. Fantastic. Okay. A-U-G-H-T makes taut. I did not get to lay down the land like this to try and give a big old okay, backstory. No, I was, okay. Dude, dude <laughs> okay. own, own your mistakes. Okay. We so all have I things thought, that we make a mistake of. So I thought drafts for the longest time, I'm talking until I was like 26, was drought, which is D-R-A-U-G-H-T. So basically, I took away the T from taut and yeah. put D-R, which is then drought. I have no idea how draft came because draft to me is D-R-A-F-T. Like when I make a draft on Microsoft Word, it is draft. And I didn't know that, <laughs> that playing a game of draft... Draw. Is drought. Like, I really thought it was drought. But it gets even worse than that. I thought draft beer was called drought beer. I'm slightly crying with laughter here. It is. When you look, doesn't it? Can you see how it could look like drought, though? I, I can see how you did it. But I mean, like, I can also see how 90s and noughties and naughty 90s. No, no, noughties. Noughties. Millennia. But then when you get a draft coming through the floorboards. Yeah. I thought that was D-R-A-F-T coming through the floorboards, a draft. But it is draught coming through the f- floorboards. So how is draught checkers pouring beer from a tap, from a keg, and also uh, a dra- draft of air coming through? How does one word have so many different meanings? And every single one I thought was was completely wrong. And it was honestly a couple of years ago when my boyfriend was like, babes. That is draft, not draw. And I taught, told him about taut. It's not tart. <laughs> Me tart. How did it? Like, I don't understand how A-U-G-H-T makes aft on one word, but it's ought on the word that people use as a past tense. Do you know what I have to say to this? Yeah. Let's all just blame the English language. Mm-hmm. Let's all go and learn Espanol, see? ¿sí? Claro que sí. Claro que sí, mi niño. Muy bien. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that. I guess my one word yes. was crazy with your, okay, no, your, understanding, your understanding of decades and was. centuries. Yeah, yeah. Well, naughty, just, just for clarity, I, I do know how to like do numbers, you know. Yeah, your numbers are sick, but uh, um, yeah, that, that that particular <laughs> wording of numbers it got a little bit confusing. But yeah, cool. So we diverted. Let's go back to our little category challenge. What we're gonna do here is we have Previously, between the two of us, picked four contenders of which we believe will win the title. And each one are going to go against themselves in a head-to-head battle to progress to the next stage. Damien, what decade of cartoons did you choose, please? So, with the category of cartoons, I thought it was very appropriate, being a 90s baby, that I chose the 90s. So I have my four contenders from the 90s, and what have you picked? Well, being an 80s child and knowing nothing about the 80s, (laughs) I have chosen the noughties. Oh, okay. So is that the naughty 90s or the... The the, the naughty millennia. (laughs) I like it. it. (laughs) Okay, so the first ones to go head to head. Damien chose the Powerpuff Girls and I chose the Fairly Odd Parents. Do you, so shall we say one, two, three, who we think deserves to win out of them? Because I could like one and you could like the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and then I'm, if, if it's not um, a win, 
then we discuss which one needs to go in. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Let's do it. Okay, so one, two, three, fairly oh, apparent. Girls, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, this is how this is going to go down. <laughs> Tell me about why the Powerpuff Girls deserve the win. Well, I mean, for me, it's just kind of a thing of like bubbles, buttercup, blossom. You put a little sprinkle of everything nice, like that whole kind of concept. It was, it was very, very ethically and morally cool. I realised this was a girl show. It wasn't so, a girl show, but I mean, it, 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 it was a fairly, yeah, it was a fairly feminine show. So as a straight man, it is a bit like, should I have been watching it? But you know what? It's just sus. Got- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay. Yeah, like, I just feel like it was a really cool show, like had a lot of morals, a lot of ethics. And I mean, like it had Mojo Jojo, like Mojo Jojo is an icon of the cartoon network as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, actually had the devil as well, didn't it? It did. Yeah, the, the devil lady. He was a man. Was he a man? Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. just a cross-dressing devil. Was he a cross-dresser? Yeah. See, they, see, this is it. Like, that's more moral and ethics. Like, they're preparing <clears throat> us for the real world. Actually, do you know what? I'm, I feel like as much as I love Wanda from the Fairly Your Parents, mm. there's one thing that makes me actually say the Powerpuff Girls is going to go through. What is it? The movie soundtrack led with Angels with Dirty Faces by the Sugar Babes. So for that reason alone... The Powerpuff Girls have to win for me. I take it. About, you don't know where we go. You don't know that we're Angels of Dirty Faces. Oh my God. And then on the song, on the music video for Angels of Dirty Faces, they were actually made into Powerpuff Girls. So for that reason alone, that nostalgia is... Yeah, I, yeah, I say Powerpuff Girls. Ding, ding, ding. We um, have our first winner. Wh- whilst we talk about that, who was your Powerpuff Girl? Who did you um, resonate with the most? Ooh. I don't, I don't know, you know, like, I just feel like it was a cool show. I wouldn't say it was my favourite show, but I just feel like it was, it was iconic. So, what about you? Did you relate to a particular I one? I feel like in the beginning, it was real bubbles. Yeah. Um, so maybe the blonde, you know. And then it changed into Buttercup because she was a bit more rebellious and yeah. I was too. You I get know? that. So yeah, so round one goes to the Powerpuff Girls. Round two is against Damien Cho's from the 90s, Arthur. And from the noughties, Beyblade. Are we going to do the 3, 2, 1 on this yeah, one? Yeah, of course, you lead. Right. 3, 2, 1. Beyblade. Beyblade. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah, Real I, easy. As much as I love every day when you're walking down the street. Because that, that is a tune. Beyblade was like legendary. Beyblade. It was, apart from Pokemon, Yeah. was... One of the shows that became a cultural phenomenon, and I guess Digimon as well. When Digimon, Digimon didn't, didn't same, really, yeah, 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 it didn't hit like that. But it was a show that was a cartoon and then took an, its a life on its own. Because I remember going to school and people would bring the little um, arena and their Beyblades yes. and just three, two, one, let it rip. You have like the little cheap Beyblades from down the market. Yeah, Poundland. <laughs> yeah, that was all the rage. Yeah, so. Um, I loved it because it gave me a whole mindset of defence can be the best offence. Yeah. That was sick and, you know, it just made me think a bit differently about, hmm, it doesn't always have to be the the strongest, yeah, but you can play differently to still win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Should we go on to the next one? I guess, yes. I mean, that was the easiest one, I think. Okay, guys, so on to round three. We have, for the 90s, we've got Recess. For the noughties, we have got SpongeBob SquarePants. So, let's do our little countdown. Let's do it. Three, two, one. SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, yeah. 
Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? Like SpongeBob SquarePants. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that itself has really shown me I am SpongeBob SquarePants. You know mm. the meme where it's like um, what's his name, Patrick? No, Squidward. You know the meme where it's Squidward opening his eyes and then he he just sees SpongeBob SquarePants all happy and smiley. Yeah, like that's me. Like in the mornings versus Paddy who wakes up and he's like got this little hi morning uh, right in his face. Sometimes you don't need that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you know how back in the day, did you think Squidward was the bad one? You know, really annoying and really mean and grumpy. Um, I don't know if I would have said he was bad, but I just kind of saw him as like the grumpy neighbour who if your ball went into his garden, he'd be popping it and keeping it. Mm. Growing wow. up, yeah. I see why he was like that because life is hard. But wow. when I was when I was growing up, I used to think, oh, he's such a like a spoil sport. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But no, he's working a full time job with employees he doesn't really like, and then his employees also his neighbour who is bare inner. <laughs> you know, so In I can business. see. Yeah, yeah so why, yeah. now I can see why Squidward was the way he was. It wasn't because he was bad. He was just tired. Just living his life. He was just tired. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that. So Spongebob moves on, and now he's either going to be joined by Damien's choice of Rugrats versus the Naughty's choice of Kim Possible. Ooh. Yeah, three, two, one, Kim Rugrats. Possible. Oh my oh, God. Yeah, we're at this, like, fair play, fair play. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Possible's theme song made me live my life. It was sassy. So unfortunately, yeah. I am going to veto the Rugrats and oh. I'm going to say Kim Possible, baby, is going in. I don't even care. You can have you can have the last veto, but Kim Possible is beating the Rugrats because call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh my God, it was so good. And her little waist was showing her itty bitty waist of her big hips. Now that was me. I'm, I'm sorry to say that. Like, did, oh, you, did you really love... Uh, Rugrats that much that you missed I, I do feel that Rugrats was probably, in my opinion, one of the best shows of the 90s. Like, I don't know, man. It was, it was a cool one. And the movie as well. The movie was awesome. Kim Possible has a veto. I'm so sorry. You got it. You got it. You just... <laughs> this game over for me. Potentially. I'm riding line on the Powerpuff Girls. Never thought I'd say oh that. Oh, my but... God. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three, of, three of the uh, four are naughty. So, already, I'm like, boom. 75% of our preferred shows. I mean, with a little asterisk there because... I got the veto. You still got a veto, but you're going to use the veto. What do we have left? The first two to go head to head. We have Powerpuff Girls versus who is your choice, Jay? Beyblade. Beyblade. Ooh. Powerpuff Girls versus Beyblade. So either a show that you really didn't really care about versus a show that actually brought you joy, not just on the TV screen, but also in real life. I get that, but there's the morals. There's the, the positive vibes. Like, come on, we're all about spreading positivity to the world. Well, let's give it a go. Let's let's do the countdown okay. and see who. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Go okay. Go. Three, two, one. one v. <laughs> At me, bro. <laughs> you know what? I knew you were gonna say Vito as well, but I was like, do you know, what? I still feel like he's gonna go for it. That was, do you know, that was that was shady. That was not Powerpuff Girls. That was shady, and I live for it. Quick on the draw. That was that was so funny about three, two, one, Vito. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so who is going to be facing the Powerpuff Girls? Um, it's either going to be Spongebob Squarepants versus Kim Possible. Mm. 
three, two, one. SpongeBob SquarePants. What did you say? Impossible. Oh, okay, SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, oh. so why not SpongeBob? So, don't get me wrong. I love SpongeBob. SpongeBob is a cool show. It's probably of all of these shows the one that I've actually watched the most of. Mm. However, I've got a little secret to confess, Jay. What's that? My, I guess it would be like, would you call it like your pubescent years around yeah. the sort of time that, from my age, when Kim Possible would have been on TV, she was my cone crush. Wow. Yeah, like, I don't know what it was, but like, I had a crush on a cartoon. Why not? Like, we all kind of had those ones. I know a lot of people had crushes on um, Dragon Ball Z characters, which I found a bit wild. No, I can get that. Like, yeah. they're lovely bulky muscles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, from you looking at a different perspective of it. But, um, yeah, I've known a few people to say they had a crush on, like, Bulma. And I'm like, what? Oh, no. Yeah, I know. But, but yeah, Kim Possible was my cartoon crush at the tender age of, I guess, like, 10 or so. So, yeah. Do you know, one of my favourite memories from being a child yeah or being an adult in the noughties <laughs> you nearly said nineties yeah <laughs> no I said noughties but tried not to laugh um <clears throat> was watching was was waiting for one of my favorite memories from being a child was summer holidays starting and okay. Nickelodeon going to do a SpongeBob SquarePants marathon where the whole day would be SpongeBob SquarePants episodes. And the day before it was the SpongeBob SquarePants marathon, yeah. I was so excited that I went to sleep early so I could wake up faster to watch it. And for me, no. that in itself made me go, I love this show. Back, oh, that was one of the best days ever. Just put me in front of the screen, watching Nickelodeon, and that was me. So, ah, oh, it's such a hard one. But then again, Kim Possible was, again, funny... But Spongebob is yeah. so iconic. Jay, Jay, I think I think just for the iconicness and the fact that we both have watched so many episodes so of Spongebob. Many. I wouldn't even lie to you. At, at the tender age of 27, I still might here and there slip a little Spongebob on. If I see it when I'm browsing through the channels, I'm there. I'm there for Spongebob. He, oh, he appeals to all ages. I personally would say I could happily watch Spongebob and go, yeah, this is so great. Yeah. And still makes me laugh even to this day. Absolutely. And do you know what? Do you ever watch it back and think... I didn't get that as a child, but now as an adult, I'm, you have a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, it, it's one of those shows, kind of like how Shrek was, I believe, in a way. Like, the youngsters can find it entertaining. Mm. As you get a little bit older, you understand it a bit more. And then an adult can see, like, really deeper meanings mm. into it. Like, damn, this is some cool stuff. Does Kim Possible bring you joy like that? I mean... I mean, she does. She, she brought joy to my eyes when I was a young mm -hmm. man. But, um, I'm sorry, Kim. It's, I think it's over. Wow, okay, it's well. Deep. SpongeBob is going through? He is. Spongebob is going through. So, guys, we are down to the... Oh my god, it's the, it's the final. It's the time. We are now down to the final two. The final. Oh my god. So, and it's so great that from one of them is the 90s and one of the other options is the noughties. Jay, every yeah. time you say noughties, you realise you have this like big grin on your face of like, yes, it's Damien's blonde moment. Yeah, the, the, the millennia. <laughs> You'll never see it the same again. The Millennia Plateau. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from Team Damien of the 90s, we have got the Powerpuff Girls. And from Team Naughties, we have SpongeBob SquarePants. Let's just go for a 3, 2, 1 then and see if we can get a winner. If yep. not, then we talk 3, 2, 1, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. SquarePants. Yeah. Oh, okay, I've there we go. It. I've got yeah. to give it, like, there's yeah. no... There's no denying it. Like, Spongebob, I think, where we've kind of said he appeals to all ages. 
there's like the moral concept of mm. it. There's a lot to be learned, and man, who 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 can hate a little orange sponge? You just can't. What, yeah, I mean, I think a well-deserved winner. Would you have chosen a different one to win the whole outright competition? So I'll be honest. When I saw your choices at the beginning, yeah, I was like, man, I'm in, I'm in a little bit of trouble here. Like he's got SpongeBob, and I forgot Pokemon. You've that's what I was gonna say. The honorable honorable mention would have been Pokemon, and I feel like I would have that could have been a game changer. Win, yeah. Mm. But SpongeBob is the one you snooze, you lose, and you live, you learn. Yeah, <laughs> I I really enjoyed that. SpongeBob, congratulations. We were thinking to come up with eight different um, topics yeah. and then with them eight, put them against each other to come up with the ultimate winner of our winning categories. Yeah. So SpongeBob will, of course, make it into the, to the all-stars round. Yeah. So next week, what are we going to choose? So, so we're going to have seven more categories going forward and then the winner of each one will go kind of uh, like yeah, in head to head. We'll put them in a random shuffle and then have the all-star winners um, up against itself to make the all-star winner. Okay. Um, I mean, we'll have the winners of the categories um, go into the all-stars and then the all-star winner becomes the ultimate winner, really. So kind of like the best TV show slash film slash whatever it Anything may be. The specifics. Best sport. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I think that's it. That's it, Joe. What? Next week, our category can be sports. Let's okay. throw a little spanner in. Let's make it a bit different. I love that. So SpongeBob is gonna go up against the likes of uh, I don't know football, football golf, and cricket, professional, <laughs> professional wrestling, jujitsu. <gasps> oh my god, okay, that's this... gonna be so fun! I think I know who's gonna win. You think that, but there's always the veto, baby. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think the veto is should we have a veto in the All Stars round or shall we I think I think All Stars it's gotta be what it's gotta be. Yeah. We gotta bring that veto in. Yeah, we really do, because that literally I think the three two one veto was one of the funniest moments for me right now. That's yeah, great. Yeah. There will be many more. So next week on the tournament will be sports. I choose four, you choose four. Wow. Yeah, let's do it. That's great. Let's do it. I've already got a couple down, so <laughs> it's happening. Now it is time for this week's moral question. And the question for this week is, who do you think, Jay, and yeah. that, listeners, who do you think should pay on the first date and the dates moving forward, be it a heterosexual or other means relationship? Homosexual. <laughs> I, I, no, I know other mean. means I mean, to just, include everybody. Just regardless of whatever um, sexuality. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you think? You you brought the question first. Oh, you're throwing it down to me first. Um, no me personally, I'm open to both traditional and non-traditional. What do you mean by traditional and non-traditional? As, as a straight guy, I see it as if I'm taking a girl on a date and if she's of the traditional kind of like mannerisms then of course i have to pay as the guy especially on the first date like categorically and then moving forward if we are somewhat traditional not completely because you can have a bit of both then yeah i will keep on paying and if if you're with that person and it's all serious and that they're your queen you're meant to be their king and you kind of <laughs> jay's like grinning like, at me right now across the like, room what? <laughs> yeah like you know you got you got to treat them like that but then at the same time it would be a thing of they may be treating you like a king in other ways that's how I see it. 
if you're like a totally equal kind of couple, like taking double barrel names and like everything else is shared, like housework and all that kind of stuff, then I'm like, you know, it should be a 50-50. It should be a variable from time to time. But what if somebody only takes the man's name, but could that still be 50-50 to you? I think that you can kind of pick a bit of a mixture across the wide kind of spectrum of things of being like housework, raising children, building a home, earning the money. I think that all of these different things can vary, but it's for you in a relationship in the early days to kind of set your foundation of what you feel comfortable with. As I say, me me as myself, I'm, I'm open to either. Whatever the land is laid as, then that is the road I will follow. So you said you'd start paying for them because, you know, you're the king and they can start to be their queen. But for the first, like, five or six days, how are they meant to show you the queenship when you're not really in a, a strong relationship to build that foundation, mm. but you're just paying for their meals and they haven't really had time or ways to be able to repay you in other ways, you know? They're not cooking and cleaning because they don't live with you. Touché. Touché. So is... how else are they going to so show think... their part or invested in the relationship if their uh, person is coming out? I'm a very open person. I believe that it's good to kind of speak freely and openly with people. And to be honest with you, I would always kind of pay on the first date. And then within the first few dates, I'm either going to be able to kind of gauge the situation or the direction of it, or I'll have the conversation with you and like kind of say it as I'm saying now of like, because I'm open to go either way, I'm, I'm good for that, you know? Like, I don't want someone that's really at home every day, like doing all the housework and I'm the only one that goes to work. Like, I, w- I want you to be who you want to be and I'm going to be who I want to be and we can be in the middle. I mean, for, for that, if somebody was at home doing all the housework and stuff, yeah. you know, cool, I get why somebody, one person would pay for um, dinner or, you know, eating out because yeah. they are the ones that are going out to make a living for the both of them. So I get that in the long term. Mm. But in the beginning term, I don't know. I think when people say traditional, I... I see it as outdated because, you know, people mm. aren't getting married. Well, the majority of people aren't getting married at 22 and then the wife isn't then staying home to look after the child at 23. Both yeah. are making their own money nowadays. And for me, the new traditional thing is going Dutch, going halves. Even when you watch like first dates, nine times out of 10, the woman says, no, we're, we're going halves because they are independents and they fought for independence. So why am I even going to be able to take that bit away? If, if they're broke, one, why am I with them? <laughs> <laughs> no dinero, no J. Yeah, honestly, but then... No money, no J. Otherwise, let's go halves. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm totally up for that. I guess I'm kind of like... I got a splinter on my ass. Like I'm, I'm very much on the fence with these things and willing to go either way. But you're of the more new school approach. Yeah. Have you talking of first dates? Did you see that one episode where um, it came to the bill being paid? I think it was um, an elderly-ish, like maybe forties, fifties West Indies couple or man and woman. And I'm sure this was on first dates. Basically, the bill came and the woman just kind of looked at the man, thinking, "Yeah, he's paying it all." And then he kind of turned to her and was like, oh, "Okay, like." you know, like, we're gonna, we're gonna split this, and she's like, oh, like, it was like a really awkward kind of encounter, I think she, like, must have pulled out, like, £10 or something, he's like, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going, like, he was basically edging wow. her on to, like, pull out more money, and then I think she didn't even pay half in the end, but I just found that really interesting, because on first thoughts looking at that, I was like, holy crap, that was awkward, but then, was he really so wrong? Because she made an assumption, whereas he was trying to be 
equal. I would have a hard time letting somebody pay for me because I don't need um, somebody to look after me. I need somebody to help me grow. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I like it. So it's more about the, the deeper concept of who the person is as an yeah. individual rather than things such as as that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy, but yeah. To answer your moral question, I personally believe it is 50-50 in a relationship. Everyone has different strengths they bring to a relationship, but everyone should be bringing... You know, 50% of a meal, really. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 50-50 on eating out and everything. And you could bring strengths to different parts of the relationship, Mm. in my mind, in my eyes. But if you had to take the splinter out of your ass and say one or the other, you ask the question, so I need a definitive answer from you. I mean, I think, honestly, like, I think first couple days, yeah, like, the dude's got to pay just because of that's just how a date goes but then I think when things get serious and they get more deep I do kind of then start leaning more towards the 50-50 because I think if I have to pick it's a thing of like well if I'm going to share my life with you I'm going to share everything with you then yeah I'm cool to share share the bill (laughs) if you're paying for somebody aren't you setting a precedent that this is it going forward if you've done it for like the last for the first six times and then the time you make them pay doesn't yeah. that then make you look cheap because you've set the, I don't I don't know because for me yeah. you know I'm like even when we go rounds even with friends you know I'm like right I'll get this one you get the next one it's, yeah yeah it's set from then yeah. if it's dinner you know we're we're just gonna half the bill because it's no worth going well you had this that it's just half oh yeah to- totally like, and them sonoras like if you've got like a group of ten like just just go ten ways but what about on one v1 in a relationship i don't know why is it not the same i'm just why I'm, do I'm we gravitating to the fence man i'm i'm a hopeless romantic what can i oh, say okay Maybe, i guess that's that's why you say maybe that's what i mean if i was doing it then i would i mean i wouldn't want to do it because it's a two-way street here you know we yeah. both had a good time so let's both show we had a good time by getting our wallets out um, yeah, I, I, I could have thrown some horrible in you in those there but i'll leave you go. yeah yeah no, we, yeah we, we, we'll keep it clean pg until episode 10 <laughs> and then we become Stay vulgar tuned. af yeah um yeah like we're both we're both enjoying it so let's both pay and i i don't think i would meet i don't think i could go on a date if i knew i didn't have the money to pay my way oh yeah i think that's a controversial one to go and make an assumption i don't think that's ethical because you're already leaning upon that person or expecting and free meal you know i think you should always be open to allow that person to be who they want to be and want to know who that person is. That's how I see that. Yeah. So, wow. So again, what is your is pay pay for the first couple or see how the first couple go? Yeah, yeah. But like, with the long term of doing what? Of feeling out the vibe and talking it through, and then you roll with that. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I like my fence, dude. Leave me on the fence. On that fence. <laughs> no, I, I like to be adaptive. That is that is what it is. Thank you for asking a question, not giving definitive answer. Yeah, no, it's my but pleasure. But it is your, but and again, it's your definitive answer. Really, it is the way yeah. you can interpret it. To answer that question, what I would do is say, right, I'll I'll get this round. If we're going out for food, I'll get a drink first. Should we have a drink? No, I'll get this round, and then we'll order another, and then see what they say. If they say I'll get this round, boom, we're halving the bill. Yeah. Oh, so you would be kind of gauging it as yeah. as I've said. Yeah. No, yeah. Get a drink first, and then. If they, I'd be like, no tab, 
get a drink. I'll get this round. Yeah, yeah. He looks at them. And then, so you've opened yeah. up the playing field for them to kind of... And then I'll, I'll say, are we going to get another drink? And then see what happens. So if they say, yeah, order the drinks and then see if they want to pay. Yeah. If they yeah. don't, I'll be like, okay, I'll get this round, but I'm not going to get the third. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Jumping out the bathroom window. But, yeah. yeah. But then again, you, yeah, I think I'll test the waters, but I'm not going to pay for a whole meal because why? You agreed to come out. I didn't agree to pay for you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's, mm. so, so it all comes basically back to the assumption, testing the waters. And yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're off similar kind of mindsets with it. So, guys, let us know what you think. Slide in the DMs. You have our permission. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but nothing naughty, please, because I've got a man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it, but I was like, what? No, I just said, yeah, you yeah. do without saying why I said it by no, no it's cool man it's cool so we, we both are on the gram by the way we both have access to it so yeah please please don't if it, if it yeah if it's naughty then send it to Damien don't, no no don't, don't, send it to don't be sending no aubergines yeah none oh. of us want to see that oh yeah no, no one do, no one does thanks for that moral question I'm excited for next week's let's move on to the conspiracy theory portion right so this week for you we are going to discuss the Utah monolith. So, what what do you know about this, Jay? Have you heard about it at all? All I know about monolith is that it was once on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, yes, I don't think that's a conspiracy of sorts. So tell me about this one, please. Okay, so the Utah monolith, what it essentially is about is there was this tall, kind of triangle base-shaped metal object and it stood at nine and a half foot, which is three, three meters tall. And it was made of metal sheets that were kind of like riveted together. And it's in the middle of the desert, like the Utah desert, just chilling there. And I think there was um, a helicopter going over doing some sort of research. And they've spotted this thing from down below and thought like, what on earth is this? Like, what the hell is that? It doesn't make any sense for this really large metal object to just kind of be chilling there as you would you know chilling they kind of went in took a look at it and things like that and for quite some time people were really puzzled as to a how did this get here why is it here and what on earth is its kind of purpose what was its purpose or how did it get there this is where it kind of becomes a bit of a theory because we don't entirely know there was a few little like speculative things of people being like oh you know it was it was aliens or like, it's some sort of ancient thing. That's only just been... Yeah, only, like, just been discovered, discovered or appeared or whatever. There was a lot of things floating around. There was a lot of, kind of, like, talk about this on, on the online community. And it's a bit mad because you'd think, well, you know, surely someone would have seen this before and... Or see someone build it or yeah. aliens come and land it. Being the amazing people of Reddit and the way they are, they started looking at Google satellite images and they managed to actually figure out that it was placed there sometime between July and October of 2016. So prior and when was to that, it? when was it um, discovered? And it was discovered in November 2020. Wow. So it's been laying there dormant for four years. Yeah, yeah. No one knows how it was there. No, it's, it's just been there for four years. And they just know that sometime between, you know, between July and October of 2016, that this thing suddenly came there. So I'm assuming that that's around the time that the satellite images were updated. And for some unknown reason it appeared then they don't know how they don't know exactly why but it appeared then and there's been a lot of talk about it 
ever since. People speculating what it could have been, what it wouldn't have been. One theory that I was kind of in support of was that Westworld, which is kind mm-hmm. of like a sci-fi sort of TV wild show, yeah. TV show, was apparently fi- filmed somewhat nearby. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that's something left over or someone nicked a prop and thought they were kind of screw with people. And I was like, yeah, you know, that totally makes sense. Well, here's where it gets interesting. They couldn't figure it out. To date, no one has a confirmed idea as to what it was, how it got there, like, why. But what did happen is, I believe, it was on the 27th of November, just to check there, on the 27th of November, four unidentified men came along and removed it. We don't know who they are, we don't know why, we don't even know... How do we know they were men and not aliens? So, I mean... Dude, they, they could have been lizard people. They could have been aliens disguised as men. Like, we legitimately do not know who these people were. Maybe they had nothing to do with this and they just wanted to kind of screw with people and be like, yeah, I'm taking that monolith, man. That's going to look cool in my garden. It's going to look great next to my little garden gnome. And on 27th of November, they showed up and they took it away. Does, is there a video of them taking it away? Um, I believe there was like some sort of footage or something like that. And then where it gets even weirder, similar sort of monolith has been popping up in other parts of the world. Again, unexplained, unknown why. And I just find it really weird, man. Like either people are bored as hell during COVID and they just want to screw with people. Or, dude, what if this is some sort of like secret society thing? What if it actually is something to do with aliens? What if this is, I don't know, someone preparing for the end or some advanced government technology that we've stumbled across and like, shit. They know what's going on now, like, play it down, let's make it look like some crazy thing and then it'll all be forgotten in a few months. What do you think? It just sounds like crop circles, you know, where like people mm, are like, mm. how has this phenomenon happened? But it was somebody who put it there one time who just hasn't come forward. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's got anything to do with government because the government wouldn't have any satellites fly- flying over that area. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like they would have restricted... Ah, uh, uh, so what you mean, like, like kind of like... Area 51 or something yeah, exactly. like that. They're not going to be yeah. wanting people seeing into it. And When you look on a satellite, it would just be brown versus, you know, it would just be desert. They would just Photoshop that yeah, satellite yeah. out. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair way to debunk that concept of it. Have you got any other kind of views to it? What, so who do you think put it there? I think just like a crop circle, people are doing it to fuck with somebody. And I think it's like that. And... It's, it's done what it's needed to. I would love for it to have been extraterrestrial or for me to think, do you know what, there's no other ways around it, but it's loose, isn't it? Do you think, what do you think? I think that, honestly, we're not going to have any sort of idea. The thing that mm. kind of gets me being like, there could be more to this, is it was put there... Four years ago. Yeah, like, it was put there in 2016. Like, if that's a prank, that is some commitment, like... To drag that thing out there, drive it out there, whatever. Could have been that, built up if it was um, rivets together though. Yeah, yeah, but like it's still going to take effort. Like three metres long, big metal sheets that are going to be strong enough and suitably placed to survive like all sorts of weather and passing animals for four years. Like, it just, it just seems a bit surreal to be a prank. I guess to find out, we just need to be able to um, know what type of... How did it... How did I know it was riveted together then? Does, could you really see how crystal clear it looked on, like, picture? So, so satellite image? People, people saw it in person. Oh, okay. So okay. the government did actually try to keep the, the location of it, like, on, on the lowdown. 
but people were able to to work it out and then I think yeah it got leaked on Reddit and once it's on Reddit it's it's there, it's there it's yeah for real so wow. yeah they had a look at it they don't know man they don't know I just I'm, I'm intrigued I'm intrigued I think the other monoliths popping up yeah I think totally they are probably just some like kind of prank whereas this is either someone who's really well thought out or there could be something more to it could just be a prop and then the director's kind of made a phone call be like listen prop guys you need to you need to get this real quick before we get in trouble but yeah mm, I'm gonna have to look into it before I give my um, realness on it but yeah, yeah for, for me I'm like uh I don't know, like, 2020 can't get any worse, <laughs> so it must be fake. Dude, but it was put there four years ago. Mm, maybe so it's 2016, and it's nearly 2020. Maybe, maybe this is how the Chinese leaked it out. Wow. <laughs> wow maybe this is how COVID got out. You don't know. I, I don't want to be like, Trump, be like, the China virus. It's, it's not the China virus. It's a virus. It is what it is. Oh, my God. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Deep. I really don't know. Deep. It's yeah. Deep. It is time for... Oh, okay. I can't do eyebrow dancing. Oh, wow. All fa- <laughs> I'm just pulling faces at Jay. It is time for the people who give us the most sense of the week. Boom. Who wants to go first? Uh, you can go first this time. Okay. I'm being a gentleman here. Oh, that's so... <laughs> My person who's gave me the most sense this week, I've already spoke about them on a podcast. Can you guess who it is? Sam Hunt. Yay! Hey! Well done! You pay attention. The monolith gave me psychic powers. Oh my God. Don't, if I need to touch it, I'll be like, I know the national lottery numbers and that's <laughs> um, Yeah, Sam Hunt is absolutely the person who really just deserves to be the person who's gave me the most sense because not only was I in his top 0.5%, I just personally feel like I've spoken about him so much on this podcast and this is his time to shine, baby girl. You know, um, three of my five top songs were Sam Hunt songs, listened to thousands of minutes of his music and seeing it all wrapped up so nicely by Spotify really just made me fall back in love with his music and whenever I was I started listening to my top 100 playlist songs that they yeah. make for you added that to my library and I kept on getting goosebumps every time I'm listening into the playlist by most listened to all the way down so number one to 100 and yeah. the top 20 is filled by Sam Hunt and I'm like oh great song great song great song so yeah thank you Sam Hunt for um really making this week so enjoyable for me who is yours please Damien so I guess fate brought us this way with the Mama Shelter and Mother Mash. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Mine is also uh, a music artist this week. Oh. The person that inspired me this week or in the last kind of week or so, Waka Flocka. No, I, no you, don't, you don't know who? No, it stares, uh, it's stares cool. blankly it's cool. into space, honestly. <laughs> he's an artist from America, kind of generally does like rap. He's kind of hood, but he's quite a chilled guy at the same time. And he actually put this quote out on his Instagram saying, ain't no such thing as miracles if you don't have blind faith. And I was just scrolling through my Instagram timeline and I came across that and I was like, you know what? That's that, that's that realness right there. Like, you can't be like, oh yeah, you know, fate, fate's going to bring things my way, boom, boom, boom. You've got to, you got to just kind of take a step back and be like, you know, I'm going to be me. Just spread the positive vibes. That's mm. all that matters. Waka flocka. Waka flocka. <laughs> Waka flocka. <laughs> Waka flocka. Say that seven times. Waka flocka, waka flocka. 
Seven's Halloid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so seven times you're going to turn into a flock of pigeons and fly away. Boom. Or a grumble of pugs. Boom. Ooh. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. Waka Flocker and Sam Hunt. Thank you. You've been great. Yes, you have, baby. And that, I believe, wraps up perfectly. Do you know what? I'm actually so happy to be recording again. I'm so happy we're out of lockdown. I'm so happy your tonsillitis is, is cleared. Where can they find you, Damien? I can be found on Instagram at wake1993. And where can they find you, Jay? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram too, at 93%. And you can also find the pod. Damien, where can they find the pod? You can find our pod's Instagram page at two guys zero cents. That is two, the number two, guys, G-U-Y-S, the number zero or noughts, <laughs> noughties. <laughs> and then cents, S-E-N-S-E. Slide in the DMs, give us a follow and we're always open to positive feedback. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we have enjoyed recording it. For me, it is a goodbye. And from me, it's a, we will see you next week. <laughs>